and I got made fun of a lot for my style because it was just so like robotic and I was into tricks. But that gave me a validation that I needed at the time. Oh, Because yeah. I didn't have, I didn't You're have Stacey Peralta. Right. Yeah, I didn't have Stacey Peralta tell him, like I, I didn't really have many advocates. But you bringing up Stacey Peralta in a way that it's like, you think Stacey Peralta gave, like, Absolutely. I know you were going to When he put me on the Bones Brigade, like that was, that was a, a validation to, on another level. Aloha. Yes, because we are live from Hawaii. Aloha. Just trying to mix it up. Right. Konnichiwa. Aloha, Mr. Hand. That's fast times. Oh, yeah, Mr. Hand. Yeah, I was like, wow. That used to be my email. Old, my email but... used to be Mr. Hand at TonyHawk.com. It's not that anymore. Don't send me emails. I was to gonna that. say, wow, dude. <laughs> just to even state that at the start. I'm like, I don't want to even be in the room for that. Like I could get like drop-off emails. <laughs> you know, somebody had my number once because I did an interview with this dude that was like, you know, remember Stuttering John from yeah. the Howard Stern mm -hmm. show? Yeah. So he I had that book. That nobody liked because it was all about, um, you know, coming out as bisexual. But uh, there was press for it. So, you know, and, and nobody was really wanting to talk to me about it. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do the interview. And he's like, oh, you know, we have a lot in common. And I was like, do we? And he's like, well, yeah, you know, Sirius XM and, you know, fuck those guys. And I'm like, I, at the time, <laughs> still worked for them. And I was like, I have no beef with the people that <laughs> I, I like it me. very much here. Yes, Thank I'm you. kind of rich and successful over here. <laughs> Those guys are partly responsible. So, yeah, you're not going to get me to go down there with you. You don't know. The guy used to be a piece of shit. I'm like, I'm sure he potentially could have been. But I'm just telling you, he never told me to go fuck myself. He's always been very nice to me. So why do I have it? Why would I make up a beef? And then uh, the interview was whatever interview. But I guess he, at the interview after, he's like, yeah, we should hang out or whatever. Let me get your phone number. And I'm like, you know, okay. So I give him my phone number. He drops that podcast. Stuttering John. Yeah, Stuttering John drops that podcast with that in it. With your phone number? Mm -hmm. With me saying it. <laughs> what? Yeah, with me saying it to that's, him on his insane. podcast. That's insane. So he goes, oh, man, my bad, an accident. And I'm like. I mean, I don't. I feel like that's impossible to be accidental. Yeah, that's super strange. But he gets it off there, but wow. not after several people called me to tell me that my number is on this show. And then, uh, you know, I obviously, I think I said like, "Hey, I appreciate it." You know, maybe everyone, you know, stop doing that. But one person would call with the ID block thing. Oh, and, yeah, and just. Uh, want to leave like a creepy message or or uh, whenever I answered, he would hang up. because My could. buddy Spam Risk likes to call me a lot. Who, what? Spam Risk. <laughs> it's not oh. a joke. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You got a friend. He keeps Spam. calling me. I don't know what he wants. Yeah. So that one was starting to annoy me. And then I think he eventually gave up. But I was not, I'm not, I blocked Stuttering John from my social media. <laughs> wow. Because I just felt, I was like, it, it was, the Stern Show people have, there's Howard Stern and then there's all the people underneath him that are just so, have been driven into, you're such a piece of shit 
that they kind of almost are, they believe themselves and they're just in this loser box where everything that they do is like, oh, this guy's freaking, uh, and I'd do better, but uh, he's breaking my fucking back. And I'm like, man, you guys are just always, there's always something. It must be really hard though to get out from under that shadow. Even it, because forever it's like, oh yeah, you're da-da-da from the Howard Stern Show. Yeah. You're so-and-so from the Howard Stern Show. Yeah. So I, just I, think- I can I can appreciate that. But I, but I remember when he left, he went to go work for Leno, didn't he? He was it? Leno? He had a giant job for millions of dollars yeah. as a. As, yeah. and this oh, I think he went to that, Leno to do interviews where that was his shtick at Stern. Well, and then he became the voice guy at the start of right. the show yeah, for yeah. one of them because yeah. it was the one thing that Howard hated that mm-hmm. other show for doing. Apparently, yeah, just like he stole him. him. But that guy, remember that guy had a crazy stutter, and Howard hired him to just interview people because yeah. he couldn't talk. So great, and now he's the announcer for a late night TV show. Like that's how good he fixed that thing but it still had this that's what i'm saying at the start of the interview it was like oh so and so in new york and so and so i can tell you some stories about him and so and so and i thought like i like do you want me to camaraderize with you i know how you yeah because because i didn't i don't i'm not under howard stone's thumb i never have been yep I, those dudes have always, you've been there. Those dudes were always nice to me. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, hey, Baba Booey did our show, our little weird skate music show right. at the time. He called in and I was hyped. I was so stoked. The only beef that I've had with Sirius XM, because I left on my own volition just because it was really hard for me to keep the schedule going. And also if I wanted to do something that was decent, I had to go up to their studio right. in LA and try to get a guest. And that became almost a full-time job. And it wasn't, it just wasn't financially viable, honestly. Yeah. Um, or could I devote the time to it? But the only time where I was really bummed out was one of my last interviews was with Paul Rubens, Pee Wee mm. Herman. Yeah. And it was great. And like we, we had such oh. a good conversation and he wanted something changed in the release. Oh yeah. And they wouldn't budge. Yeah. And that's it. It's gone. That interview is gone. They did that to me for William Defoe. Ugh. Yeah. William Defoe did an interview with me for about two hours. And then he wouldn't sign the release form on the way out. He was like, you should have got me with that on the way in. And he was like, I'm not signing that. And But, but would he, would he have agreed to alter it? I, I don't know. That was I, the thing about, about Paul is that it, it kept going back and forth. Where it was like, he just wants this change. Yeah. Just, you know, there, there are minor changes that did. Do you know Danzig rewrote his? Yeah, great. Like, Dan, like they gave Danzig that sure. thing and he, in a marker, crossed out and was like, nope, nope, but I will do this. No, I won't do that. And signed it and was like, here you go. And that, But that worked. They, Yeah, he, he did it. Right. That's, and it, it would have taken, all it would have taken is just something that simple. And then th- there, was, there was this impasse. And by the time that it was, it came to like, what are we going to do? Because nobody will make the decision. I was out. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was such a bummer. Um, yeah, because I, of my I, last I, few interviews were, uh, I had um, Seth Rogen, yeah. Pharrell, yeah. and Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. That was like my, my, my Some good exit. Yeah. And then the other one just didn't go. I was so bummed. Yeah, I, I He would probably like- do this. He's still like, we still keep in touch. He's He sends me the funniest like birthday messages and, and holiday messages. Well, I don't think William Defoe would do this. Well, let's just He was find nice. Out. He took a photo with me and everything. I was, because it did air. That was the other thing. It's a live show, mm. so it did air. So you think that there were things that, that seemed 
dicey on the show that he didn't want to have repeated later? No, no, I thought it was the, it was just the contract. Yes, yeah, he mind he didn't mine like was not the contract. Live. Mine was recorded at the SiriusXM studios. I said in LA. nobody heard it. No one ever heard it. And you don't get to get it now because he didn't sign it, and that's it. It's gone. That's it. Yeah. He brought me one of the the original Pee Wee Herman talking dolls as a gift. Shut that the I fuck have. up. Yeah, it's, oh, it's awesome. No way. Yeah. Okay, that's so. It's not a total loss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we didn't get to hear your interview, but holy shit, for you, we that's actually awesome. went out to lunch after, and he he told me even better stories that obviously he's not going to tell on the air. That's okay. Great. You win easily. Yeah, William <laughs> Defoe did not want to go to lunch with me afterwards, but I was such a fan, and I did touch on a little. Um, I think I did, I got him a little touchy with the gay thing because he did you know he's he's in a movie Boondock Saints where right. he's like a, a homosexual guy that is like kind of not you know in a little bit of a in denial thing and I I always used to tell people like if if I could explain it I'd say that it I'm very similar to the police officer in Boondock Saints oh wow because I'm not you know. I don't go, ooh, look at that guy. I don't really like that. That's weird. Which it sounds weird. Like, how can you be partly gay and go, dude, easy on the, like, trying to show me your butt. Like, <laughs> I'm not into dudes, but I am. But I don't, you know, like, I've never, a dude's You don't wear it on by. your sleeve. I've never, I don't, even if you're not, no one's there. And a guy who's hot walks by, I don't go, oh, wow. Right. I don't. But if you're a girl and you're really pretty, I'm like, don't look, don't look, don't look. You know, like I'm trying because I want to just go, oh. That's, a, like that's a interesting though. That's an interesting it? conflict that you have going on all the time. It's a, it's a weird dynamic. That is. Like that's a, a weird, it's a weird dynamic in your brain for sure. It, but just I think it's because the way I was, I was raised. I was kind of raised. I didn't see anybody gay. So I was just super duty. And now… This this is as gay as I can get. <laughs> that's the next, that is the title of your next book. Oh, this is as gay as I can yeah, get. That's it. I should have called the last one that, but yeah, I don't know if I want to put gay in a title for a book sale. Just dude, I had a New York Times oh, bestseller. No. Okay. And then I brought out another book where it was a little more honest about other things. And that was not a New York Times bestseller. That was like did it a, do poorly? That was like a, a Sandringham bestseller or something. Yeah, it did bad. Yep, bad. Yep. Hmm. I don't think we. I think we came out even. Books are so it was a total loss. Weird. I know because the first one. What did I, I didn't say? There was no life alter. Like I, oh man, I did yeah. some really bad stuff, and then I came out on top. One time, I saw a famous guy. Like that's my book, and it's yeah, everyone loves it. And this one's like. I did even more, and I saw even more f- famous people in a party. Yeah, I- it felt like right. It, that's I I I kind of had the same journey with books. I wrote I wrote a, an autobiography. Yeah, I think it came out in like two thousand one. Yeah, um, and it was it was basically like how I got there, or had any success, and you know ups and downs and and all that. Um, and it was uh, it was well received, and then later on I did like follow up. That was sort of, oh, this is what I've been doing since then. Since all of a sudden I have all this crazy success. And, yeah. went, and that one was like, meh. Like, meh, okay. Eh. Eh. Um, it was weird though. I, I didn't know. And I didn't really know what would sell or what would be engaging. So I was putting all these gross stories in it. You know, just stuff that we did. Like, because we were bored. Yeah. <laughs> and we were teenagers. And, yeah. and so there's all this, it's just kind of like toilet humor in it. 
Yeah. Um, which happened. And, uh, you know, I still, I, I accept it. I have <laughs> not, not like I'm disowning it, but it was all that kind of stuff. And if I wrote it today, I feel like there would just be much more uh, meaningful things in there and not just these silly anecdotes. Oh, wow. Like you would have, you, you would see, you would write, like to write about. It would be a little more, more mature, important. but it would definitely be more as interesting, I think. But regardless, right. I mean, I'm, I'm happy I did it. The, the, the crazy thing about, um, so Sean Mortimer was helping me write it and he was, I was just like throwing out stories and ideas and he was sort of piecing it all together in yeah. a, in a, that's um, what Tully did for me. Yeah. In, in a chronological way. Yep. <clears throat> and it was getting down to the due date of the, of the book. And I was just going full steam ahead. I was doing trips and I was going this and, and I was not doing my job. Like With the getting book. the book. Yeah. yeah. And we went on this family vacation. I remember I said, this is so weird. Uh, that was when I was sponsored by Club Med. Oh, sick. Yeah, I remember that. I remember and you they had wanted the sticker to do, on your home and I was yeah. like, so cool. They wanted to, I have, I have a funny story about that too, but they wanted to do this whole sort of repositioning of Club Med that it's not just a singles, it's not just a singles, because that's what Club Med was all about. Oh. They were like, like you go to the Caribbean, you're single, and you you're at the club, you're at you're at the resort the whole time, and oh, and you bone everybody, and hooking up, yeah. And oh. so they tried Allegedly. to sort of rebrand themselves as a family destination, oh, yeah, yeah. and they went in on this one in Florida where they made it the craziest week, and that was going to be the the media that came out from the week. So they wanted me in that week to party, to, well, just to be there, and and with to, your family or just by with itself? family, yeah. Oh, okay, so all the family. Everybody. Yeah. So they took care of everybody. Yeah. Multiple rooms. Yeah. Including my, my sister, friends. Yeah. Like, Man, like a ha like a family reunion all taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, I'd be so pumped on that. <laughs> and then, uh, and so we went there and then I took the kids, I took Riley out to go to a local skate park um, that's, that's nearby and immediately rolled my ankle worse than ever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so just, you know what I mean? Where one of those ones where it keeps going, where you're just like, come on, it's, it's, it's got to break. <laughs> come on. It can't go like this it far. Rolls and, you're, yeah. and then it rolls more and you're yeah, like, it, really? That doesn't seem yeah. like it's possible. Yeah. And then it's like, when is, the, is it going to break? Yeah. Didn't break. And then- Those are sometimes worse than breaking though. Absolutely. Because they don't, and repair immediately. You know, there's a camera so in my I ankle. I can't help laughing. Of course, like, yeah. that's exactly how I felt. <laughs> exactly how you, I was like, "Are you serious right it's now?" So bad. And it was like I was going over oh. this little roller at the park, getting from one place to the other. Oh. And I and I used to do. I, I guess I still do 360 flips on rollers. I'm somehow that always works for me, uh. where I can catch them high. Oh shit! Because it's not a, it's not a defined lip, and caught it. Thought I caught it, but my foot was off. So when it came down, it was, and then uh, ended up laid up the whole week at Club Med. Um, I can't walk. Yeah, couldn't walk, um, and uh, and just in bed. And that's when I did all the edits for my book. So it kind of worked out. Kind of worked because otherwise you wasn't going to get to it. I wasn't the most engaged with my family, but it did work out. All right. Well, look. They, oh, is they everybody vert, enjoying it? They had a vert ramp at the Club Med just for us. Like it was full and on. And you couldn't skate it one time. I could skate it the day that it was it was the day after that I that I so it wasn't the day we arrived, it was the day after our demo. Yeah. And that's when I took Riley to the local skate park. Because okay. he was he wanted to skate and it just had a vert ramp and he was young then. He, didn't, yeah. he was just like, well, can we go skate somewhere else? 
They had a trap trapeze class. Uh, it was it was insane. Did you do that? Um, I don't want to do that. No, I think I, I Riley did it, but I guess I, I, I guess I would it. swing in the air. Oh, maybe I, I did just want to grab onto. Some yeah, dudes. I did do it. Yeah, I did. It. You did. Yeah. I don't want to grab onto some dude's arms. Uh, so gay. See what I mean? <laughs> wow. Uh, hmm. I didn't mind that. Right. Well, that's probably because you're okay. <laughs> Okay. I'm not. I'm just joking. Are we getting I, into I, some deep psychology? Here? I, no, look, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'd prefer a very strong woman to grab me. Ah, I think there was some. I don't. Or remember. I feel like I just grabbed the the thing though. I don't even. Or know an grab- ape. Oh, that would be go. thrilling. That they the probably wouldn't swing miss. The they, they probably have a a better um, consistency factor. They have a better grip. That's for yeah. sure. You probably wouldn't even have to hold on to their yeah, forearms. Exactly. They got you. Might pull your elbow, your shoulders out of your armpits though. Hey everybody, Jason Ellis here and Tony Hawk, Hawk versus Wolf. Uh, do you do stuff where you sweat? Do you ever feel like you're thirsty? For, for me, I do more than the average 50-year-old. I think I do more than the average everybody and I sweat more than the average person. So I'm constantly trying to figure out ways to stay hydrated. I feel like sometimes I'm sweating on the ramp and my mouth is cotton mouth and I'm like, okay, can somebody throw me a bone here? I'm dried inside, but wet on the outside. Like I need to figure out a better way. And liquid IV is that better way. Uh, it's super convenient. If you're in a hurry, you need water, you need a container, you rip one of these and you pour it in there and you shake it up and you're on your way. It's very tasty as a guy that loves sodas and soda pops and doesn't really enjoy like super healthy stuff. These, these guys have figured out a way to do it all. It's, uh, it's obviously helps you stay hydrated for flu season so you can fight stuff like that. But to me, mainly it's, uh, you put it in 16 ounces of water and it's, there's all sorts of really cool flavors, strawberry, watermelon, lemon, lime, all that kind of stuff. You feel like you're just drinking a non-bubble soda. To me, it's like Gatorade, but it doesn't have all the sugar in it. Liquid IV hydrates faster, more efficiently than water alone, contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, potassium, more than a potassium than a banana, healthier than all the sugary. Everyone knows that. If you don't know, you well, now you do. Sugary drinks, Gatorade, it's bologna sandwich. Get yourself a liquid IV and get yourself hydrated so you can get your jobs done. Grab your favorite liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or you can go and get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WOLF. They don't care about Tony Hawk. It's 25% off that's everything. Why, that's why it's only a quarter off instead of a third. Okay, champ. <laughs> it's quarter. But 25% is not a to quarter. Cuss on behalf of Liquid IV. A quarter is good. Something's that's you, a big discount. Tony Hawk. off everything you order. Uh, You better hydration today using promo code WOLF at liquidiv.com. Hey, everybody. Jason Ellis here with Tony Hawk talking about a box of awesome. Sure, I'm awesome. So is Tony Hawk. So is this freaking podcast, quite frankly. But is it a box? No. No, it is not. And when you get our podcast, does it come with multiple things to cheer your day up? No, just one. Well, I hope it comes with multiple things to cheer your day up, but not actual physical objects. Yeah, these are, yeah, okay, that was a better way to put it. These have got a lot of physical objects. There's like a $70 one and a, sorry, it's $45 one, but it's got 70 bucks worth of stuff inside it. And you get new ones and they get and they come in the mail. And then you just get boxes of awesome. Once you sign up, there's a constant box of awesome on your way to your house. 
and you never know what you're going to get, but it's going to be a sweet deal. Such a sweet deal that you're going to say to yourself, wow, I can't believe I got this box of awesome for so cheap. But then wait, 20% off on what was already an incredible deal. One-fifth. <laughs> One-fifth off. I fucking, st- I'm, you're I'm making me cuss. To- Stop doing math and making me feel dumb. <laughs> yes, all right. You know the math of 20%. It's a monthly box, all right? So every 30 days. I know that math. A month is 30 days. Check me out. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand that technical bit of it where it becomes something else too. But anyway, boxofawesome.com into the code HawkWolf yes. at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com code HawkWolf for 20% off your first box. Of awesome. And it was already awesome and now it's 20% off. So it is a ridiculously awesome box. Thank you. Oh, well, so I was going to tell you about Club Med. Was, yes. Um, there was this one woman that was, she was the marketing director of Club Med. She came from France and she was always, like any event I was at, she was trailing me. So oh, when, I remember at the X Games, the 99 X Games, like the, the 900. Yeah. Night, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. She followed me after the event. And when they went to give out awards, handed me a Club Med sweatshirt as I was walking up, like, put this on. And I was like, no, I'm <laughs> putting that on right now. Wait, Club Med Go was just following you around like- Yeah, like you and have so anytime other... I do press, she's like, you know, just mention Club Med and wow, rebranding and like stuff. Wow, really, like really forcing it on the, Probably the most, yeah, probably the, the most sort of invasive experience PR person I've ever, ever dealt with. Ever, yeah. And how long was she around? Just for one day or is this a constant thing? So she was there. She was at the Club Med, um, at the, obviously the event in Florida, the week. Are you friends with her at this point or are you like starting to already be irritated by no, her? It was only, it, our business was, was I mean, our, our relationship was a little bit contentious because it was business because I just wasn't doing all the things she wanted me to do right. all the time. And then when I said that 99 was going to be my last year competing, at the, at the next, there was some event. It was, I think she came to California or something because I was still officially on Club Med. And she said, uh, we can't work with you anymore. And I was like, why? She said, well, because you're not going to be in the X Games. I said, oh, but I'm, wow. I'm doing a lot of other stuff that I feel like will re- have further reach. Yeah. We're starting this whole tour, Boom Boom Huxiam. Yeah, I could have Club Med on my helmet yeah. during that. It's on TV. I'm doing TV commercials. I'm doing. Yeah. She's like, yeah, but you're not in the X Games. Like, the, like our deal's over. She wanted to say that. Like she wanted no, it, to- for, I could tell in her head that was the only thing that that's the only marketing that mattered. That's the only the only event that reached any kids or families or whatever. And I was it's so like, stupid. Right. But I mean, Anybody but, but, in but our conversations were like our conversations were to the point where it was like, well, the sticker has to be at least two inches high, and it has to be the, like we were down to those details. Yeah. It was like, oh my god. Yeah, I can't. I, okay, I can. I had a TV show a long time ago, Wild World of Spike, which was like a we did the oh yeah the pilot, and I was like, that's the dumbest show ever. That's never <laughs> getting picked up. So then, thirteen episodes later, I've got sponsors. I was still skating. I was sponsored by DC, and I got it written in my contract that I could still wear my skateboard shit. And uh, there was a lady that was just hired to stop. 
I got I, I was sponsored by Zions and energy drink that the UFC mm. owned. Some stupid shit. I don't even think I got a can of it. They just gave me t-shirts. But they paid me a lot of money and they paid my friend uh Kit Cope. So Kit Cope and myself both had Zion shit on all the time. And I would wear DC belt buckles and like little ones to like sneak it in there, not like yeah. big ones. So they're like, okay, action, fly. like we're doing some stun outside and it's like action. And, and then some lady goes, wait up, wait a, wait a minute. Cause I've got my t-shirt tucked in so you can see the DC belt buckle. <laughs> I, I, I remember you doing that. It was the, let's just put it this way. You were not being sly with that. No. I mean, it's a giant freaking shiny DC. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty fucking, the thing's like <laughs> blinging out of my pants. So they're like action. And I'm like, you know what I mean? And she goes, stop. And I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, and she comes over and she's like, look, you can't do that. I'm like, that's my style. That's how I stand. You're trying to sell me, like, if you don't want my style, would you get somebody else? Like, I'm already swinging heavy dicks in this. Third, <laughs> we're up to like the eighth episode. I'm like, I don't fucking need any of you. You need me. Like, because I really didn't know. I was like, this is such a mistake, this show. I can't believe anyone's listening. I don't think they were. But uh, it was a constant battle and it would make me sour for the day. Like, you know, we'd have our little coffee and donuts and then the lady be like, are you going to try and wear that today? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I was thinking about it. You her whole thing was just branding? Yeah. Oh. Any logo, she would watch for it. So yeah. we would always have sneaky ones. Like right. the, the the chain was the one that I always got away with. So like, you can't wear that. And I'm like, it's, and I, Colin, I would borrow Colin's DC chain that was all iced out. Yeah. I'm like, it's my fucking jewelry. Who yeah. is this chick? And they're like, okay, you can wear that one. I was like, <laughs> fuck you. I remember going through those all the time with, with doing any TV appearances or commercials and stuff. And then they'd be like, well, can we clear that? Can we clear that? Yeah. And I'm, I just say, well, obviously I, they're my sponsors. I'm sure with a, you know, with a phone call, we can yeah. clear it. But a lot of times they didn't want to go through it. So they do this thing called greeking out. They ever Greek out your logos? Oh yeah, they blur it. Yeah, not blur it. They they would put tape, like black tape, kind of just in random no, spots. They haven't just so it, fuck the logo. They call it greeking it out because yeah. it just looks like some Greek character. By the time they're done, I used to get that all the time. And then at some point, um, well, with Club Med, and that that was the bummer about Club Med is that I did enjoy the the relationship with Club Med yeah. because we we had access to all the Club Meds in the world and, and they were that was fun they were sick yeah okay. I mean they really were good resorts and and awesome for families and and so I was backing it it was just this, this woman was just it's like oh the you know the difficult she didn't get part it. of it um but but then I would do other I remember going to this one commercial where I just put my gear on and it was the same gear that I had worn at the the last X Games probably the week before. Yeah. And as soon as I walked out, they're just like, ah, uh, we can't, uh, Hot Wheels and Club Med and Fury and Birdhouse. Like, and it was this, it was, it was, I didn't realize what was happening behind the scenes. I just saw that there was all this conversation happening. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're going to have to clear. And I, and I go, I'll just take them off. They're like, oh my God, you will. Just take the stickers <laughs> off. Like I was doing the biggest favor. I don't care. I kind of rather that TV kind of person where they're like, "Oh wow, you're doing us a huge favor." Versus, do you even understand what how it works around here? Get those logos off. And I'm but like, that was but that was hard too because I my my bread and butter at the time was sponsors. It wasn't the TV stuff. Right. So that and one so was I thought I was obligated to to put these 
have these logos yeah. visibly because that that was I mean that was the contract like that's really what they expected of you. There was no social media back then, right. and there you know the only time that they really could rely on your promotions is through branding or that they booked you for some TV show or appearance. And it was sort of baked into the thing that okay. they're going to mention that. I mean, it must be a good look to get a TV commercial where you put their logo in a TV commercial they didn't pay for. That's yeah, I remember go. when I wrote for TSG Helmets. No. TSG was a, was a helmet company. Was that, that the was, bigger one? No, that was that was Rector. That, that, that was a bad sucked. idea. I hated thing, when oh, you did man, that. I got the story about that, that too. Um, <laughs> to me and Omar and who else? Were man, fucking, I was like, what are there, you doing? There were three of us that yeah. were committed to yeah. it. Yeah. And the first fall I ever took in that helmet, I was KO'd worse oh, than ever Oh, they don't even before. work. I didn't know that. They look like they at least they work because they were extra wide. Because that, so I what? <laughs> it's like Tony. No, Hulk because and the, and the padding, what the padding was the same padding that Barry Zaritsky created for his hip pads, but it was supposed to be like the space age padding that absorbed all, all the impact. Yeah, but it was just hard, so it wasn't really like. It, you know, it wasn't dissipating the impact. It was just hitting another hard surface oh. on your hard surface. The, the I it was in Sacramento. I think it was in the four one one. I did a very uh, heel flip lean and yeah. slid out on the way in. Yeah. Hit the flat. Woke up like an I don't even know. I mean, you know, my my recollection. I woke up way later. The final. It was I was warming up for the finals of the event. I woke up on the other side of the skate park with people, people around me helping me. The finals are over. Oh, you didn't know any? Okay, it's gone. No, I mean, Contest I was, I had, you know, at some point I woke up and I was talking, but I clearly wasn't in yeah. a coherent state. Yeah. But it was, but it was definitely the worst concussion I've ever had with a helmet on because of that fucking stupid helmet. Wow. I was so pissed. I, I, I thought you were being extra safe back then. I was like, man. I did too. That's He's what I'm got, saying. He when doesn't I, even care about fashion. He's going for function over that is, fashion. But, but you're right. That's what I was doing. I was, it was, I, it, it it was looked terrible function, and it didn't work. And it didn't work. It, it worked worse than any other helmet out there. I was Bullshit so mad. Bullshit artist. And then I, I, was, I remember that night I was staying at, it was, it was a Hilton or something way on the high rise. And it, it, right behind the, the hotel were dumpsters. And I just threw it out the window, like out of like the 14th story into the dumpster. And to me, that was like, that was my release. Did you have a deal with them when you threw it in the no. dumpster? Wait, you were doing that for free? Yeah. What the fuck? Because I thought it was the safest that thing. Been the, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you tell me. I thought it was me. the safest option. This is the dumbest story I've ever heard him tell me. <laughs> what, trying to protect my head? You had a giant mushroom on your head. You look like a fucking dumbass. <laughs> you look like a fucking we totem ball. I, I will sorts. admit that. I, I own that for sure. Omar, but I think, but here's the thing. Helmet, I was like, I'll man, you, you this. are bumming me out. I'll tell you this. I was the I was the guinea pig for that. And when yeah. I when I gave up on it because I got KO'd, everyone else dropped them. Yeah, they're just like, no. So you this couldn't thing tell work. when you had it on that it just wasn't. You thought, man, this space age shit seems really well, stiff because people would make fun of me to my face. I mean, yeah. this was skateboarding yeah. in the like late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. No one's holding back. Yeah. Right. The hell is where you got a bullet on your head? I don't think I said it to your face, but I was making fun of you for sure. Yeah. I'm like, you see fucking asshole on the ramp today? <laughs> everyone's like, I know, right? I'm like, dude, it's like a fucking spinning mushroom out here. I don't know what's going on. And everyone's like, yeah, right. And we yeah. all had a bit of a cackle, but I was like, man, he's the smartest one out of all of us. So he's 
If he falls, he's probably way better off than the rest of us. Yes. Little did we know. Look up the 411 Sacramento contest. You'll see what happens. I remember everyone explaining to me the, the helmet that I had on. He's like, you know, that's a dog bowl, right? I think it was Dan Stewart or somebody like that. That was like, you know, you got a dog bowl on your head, right? I'm like, what? So you got a dog bowl. And I'm like, what helmet? My you helmet. Have? It's a fucking proper skateboard helmet. Just a pro tag or something. Yeah, trying yeah. to say that the plastic comes from the same company that makes dog bowls. And I was like, okay. eh, look, we, I ride moto. Do we have? But what else do we have? I was going to say, because I ride moto. <laughs> I know moto helmets are really good, but you can't skate a moto helmet. Right. Like if you want to spin around, you can't see where you're going. Yep. Which also makes me realize how gnarly moto is when they do a 360. You don't, you oh. have to get your head to look, I just realized. I just saw that one recently of Deegan, the first one. Where he landed sideways, sideways. on the ramp wow. and still made and just, it. Yeah, gave it a little... Yeah, that was fucking burnout. That was sick. Sure. Um, oh, so what I was telling you is that the so when I got on TSG, that was the first time I was ever that was the first time I was ever paid by a helmet company. Okay. Oh. And their helmets were as good as you could get at the time. Okay. Like this is mid mid nineties, maybe late nineties, and I got I think I got a Hot Wheels commercial, and I didn't have any stickers on the helmet, but the TSG logo was just on the helmet yeah. by default. Yeah. And they got it cleared because. It was easy. Yeah. Jeff Kendall was like the team manager of TSG. Sweet. So they just called him up. He got it. And then it, I'll never forget this email I got from him. It was like, dude, you've been on the team a month and we have a national commercial. Like, this is insane. It's so, good. Thumbs they up. were happy. Yeah, they were very happy. You know, if you have a lot of tattoos and you do movie stuff, you have to, just a little note, if they ask, you have to get everybody that tattooed you to sign off on oh, their Oh, that's from the hangover, huh? Yeah, from the Tyson thing. Yeah. So now, I know, I, you say, who did your tattoos? One guy. <laughs> and I've got his number right here. One guy did all of them. All of them. Because the first time when I told the truth, I was calling people that I hadn't talked to for like fucking 15 years. I'm like, I don't even know if this is their number this anymore. This dude was in the bar, I think. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even know who did that one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are, I don't even get. Sometimes I see old me in videos and I'm like, oh, wow, I forgot I had a tattoo there that I covered. Like, I forget that I even had some. <laughs> wow. I had That's a race ridiculous. name on my, on my, a race number on the back of my ear. I guess there's a tiger over it now, but I saw. I it. guess. Well, I don't, I, yeah. a, you never look at it, so you don't know. Yeah, I don't. I just, I just want it done. You know, that's yeah. really. I what forget I'm, about the one on my ankle, except every once in a while I see it at night. Like, oh yeah, I see it now because of the story of how, what a piece of shit it was and how it had to get fixed. And so now it's like a, when I see it in my as a tattoo oh, guy. Mine? Yeah, as oh, a yeah, tattoo yeah. guy, I want to like see. I'm like, did he really save that, or is that still a dog shit? Like I, because Katie no, and I really like. Shitty tattoos. <laughs> yeah. We're kind of into that. <laughs> Check out Riley's legs. He's got shit ones everywhere. Well, Wait, Ryan, the ones that, he does he himself? was his own easel. Yeah. So See, he was when he was learning Twitch how to do I, it. Twitch does that too. <laughs> I've got a I've got pride tattooed on my leg with and the eye is a doobie and it's a really bad doobie. Yeah. And uh Twitch has gay on his leg. So when we put our legs together, we we make gay pride. <laughs> wow! Yeah, it's, so and it's I did like his, your tenacious. I, D I did moment. his gay, and he did my pride. And there, I mean, I've done like five tattoos. I'm not a, I'm not a steady hand. I have no. Wait, what happened to? What was the um? What was the tattoo that we gave you? And we did our serious show. 
backflip bitch or something like that? Yeah. Is that still there? No, I covered that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got rid of that one. Yeah, certain things just got to go. Or I'm like, we don't need this. We don't need to be a part of this anymore. And I'll never forget the th- the parts that I remember of that. That's like one of those rock bottom moments where I'm just like, dude, what? Just stop. Like, what is your deal? You know? Yeah, that, that was a... That was a bad night. Yeah, yeah, I, I regret that. But I also don't regret it because it was one of those ones where I was like, okay. And I remember, did I drink again and did I act stupid? Yeah. But was it a beginning? Is it one of those big steps where I no longer was like, you know, get out of the way. Because you know what that guy does now. Like, you know his potential. Right. So it would have to be some real caught off guard moment where someone's like, come on, man, we're doing shots. And I'm like, I don't really do shots anymore. But come on. I'm like, uh, and then I've, I've gone, I'm not going to lie. I've gone back down that road. But that honestly was as bad as I've, I just don't, I, after that one, I never was just like, you know, out cold, pissing my pants. Like, just go, like. Do I, you remember the, the bachelor party in Vegas? When yeah. You, when you fell asleep. Yeah, and growled at everybody. I don't know that I did that. I just heard everybody (laughs) telling me that. I'm like, why would these guys leave me? They're like, we tried to get you to go. You were like, no, no, no. You said you you said to me, you said if you if you wake me up again, I'm gonna kick your ass. And I was like, all right, we're leaving, guys. We're out of here. Yeah, that's fair. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that feeling, you know, the brain and the guilt and the. But I remember you calling me because I mean that was back when I had access to the jet. So we we had a crew. We had the, the Activision jet. We flew to Vegas yeah. for a, a ridiculous party. And then we flew back the next day and you wouldn't wake up. You were. I was up all night. <laughs> I was in the bowling alley, like rolling chicken wings down the fucking aisle. <laughs> talking to myself. Oh yeah, we all stayed in the, in the suite at the Hard Rock with the bowling alley. Yeah, I slept behind the bar in the bowling alley because- I remember pouring a drink yeah, and that's, I that's, fell over and couldn't get back up. Yeah. So with the empty drink and the bottle asleep, I I remember I went. someone throwing all the cocktail napkins on you and they're like, he needs a blanket. Yes. And then you're just covered in cocktail napkins. I deserve so it. So dumb. Yeah. But when we finally time. got we finally got to the airport, you called me and you're like, You did not just leave me. You didn't leave me. And I was like, dude, I tried to wake you up and you threatened me. So we left. It's making me feel so. I, what do you I, mean? why, I don't know why you're my friend. I'm such a terrible person. <laughs> it's such an irresponsible, terrible move. It was like you're, you're weak, and I'm like, fuck that. I'm getting tattoos and blacking out and getting angry at everybody. <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? You're ruining everything. But you didn't. It was that was the thing. It was just more like, uh, well, that's he's gonna have to. Like, you had to deal with it. We yeah. left you. You had to figure out how to get home. Yeah, my my wife at the time was a little less flexible as my <laughs> new wife. <laughs> and that was, I was in big trouble for a long that. time. Like I wasn't, that's one of those, she was one of those people where you don't, you don't get to apologize and move <laughs> on with your life. You need to, you need to be punished for like a long period of time. You're a bad boy. That was back when I was a bad boy. And I could be a bad boy. I still flinch on that one sometimes. I'm like, eh, am I in trouble? My wife's like, what are you fucking 12? No. Shut up. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Who was okay. it? Someone, someone, do you remember when someone was bowling? And we probably don't remember a whole lot, but someone was bowling and and uh, 
so this room they were talking about was like, it was the big room at the Hard Rock in Vegas. They had a bowling alley. It was the sickest room they had. It was crazy. And there was a chandelier hanging above the bowling alley. Yeah, I know. I was there for that. And I don't know who. Was it Jared? Yeah, it might have been Jared. I think it was, an, it was one of those innocent bystanders that doesn't usually do stupid shit. And and he yeah. went to throw the ball, got stuck in his fingers, yeah. and it went up. And the chandelier was like this, and just went through the chandelier, and then bounced down. the. And yeah. it was like, how could that have happened of all the things? Well, the crazy thing is, I reckon that probably happened to them like uh, once a week. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that seemed like a really big fluke. Just seem like that room is for people that get so blacked out and hammered. <laughs> for you. This, uh, look, at the time, I'm so spoiled now that I've seen a lot of really cool rooms and stuff. But at that time, I don't think I'd ever seen a hotel room with a bowling alley in it. No, me and neither. this giant jacuzzi just in the living room, just a giant one in the yeah. living room. And I'm like, you could... You could party so hard in this room <laughs> that it would be yeah. ridiculous not to party so hard in this room. Yeah. Like, it's such a weird... Now, if I had that room... Like, I got a house for my birthday. My wife rented a giant house. That house own, was insane. And I and I, I just sat in the backyard smoking joints, like, burning around in the little buzzy. Like, I didn't... We're good, so... I didn't... I went... I didn't... Yeah, but you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. I did, but yeah. in a different way. <laughs> right like i didn't you know i mean i got up early and and enjoyed the the morning sun or whatever <laughs> like i had breakfast like it's just not the same dude like i never saw you, a didn't, you didn't threaten to kick someone's ass and then get left behind i would have beat myself up <laughs> if i was still the way i was back then yeah um and single i would have been too wow yeah that guy's a monster i'm glad i took care of that guy i'm so glad that i lived long enough to not be him because that was fun but it's, I don't think he lives long. Yeah, because it seems like everybody else that did that and that didn't stop aren't here. Aren't aren't here or aren't or real messy. Are, yeah, are, yeah, are Barely problematic. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Wow. I seriously, I honestly think that it's got a lot to do with people like you. Like you're a big influence on me, and you did a lot of things in skateboarding and lived another side of life where every now and then I'd brush up on it and be like, oh, hey, this ain't so bad. Like, uh, you don't have to fucking black out and punch somebody. <laughs> right. These guys are like kind of enjoying themselves and, and they're doing it in a, in a different fashion. I might start adopting some of these habits. Like, I swear you were one of those people where I was like, yeah, just a dinner where you don't black out and fucking trash the place. That seems like. <laughs> just a dinner. Yeah. I, 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 I've definitely learned to. I learned to enjoy the ride a lot more in the last, say, like eight to ten years. I feel like you've it's loosened way more, up. Yeah, it's it's just way more fun, and it's not it's not so much pressure, and it's not. I don't know. I think I'm just yeah. That's that's probably what it is. I've, I've let go of a lot of um, of my own insecurities. Right. I think that's helped us get a like. I feel like you know we're just we don't prep. We just talk. Because we're yeah, fucking we've been, friends. People go, what's I, the game? What's your game plan? How do yeah. you go about making Hulk versus Wolf? And I go, I know. I feel I, like we should. There are people asking like, oh, I want to know about the, these uh, and do that. And I uh, never, we don't have any agenda. I don't know. All we talked about was his car before he got in here. Yeah. It's that was good. it. Which it's we already talked car. about on the show. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty much the same shit. As soon as the mic's off, <laughs> same shit, you guys. It. We're going to go over the ramp and spin the same bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't oh, end. But I'm uh, excited to do wait, it. I do. I, I, I do have a. 
I guess kind of a surprise. Um, uh, we made a little edit from your birthday. So we're going to run it here at the end of the show. Who did? Me and Jared. Man, you guys are fucking- Mostly Jared. Jared's the man. Films. Who, by the way, just did a documentary on skateboarding in San Diego that is so good. Wait, is it out? No. Oh. It'll be out, I think, in November, I want to say like 7th or 14th on, on KPBS here. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a doc. I'll check that out. On PBS, but it'll be, it, it, like, it's, obviously, it's, it's more central to San Diego. So, it's going to be aired in the San Diego, on the San Diego PBS station, but it will be on the app. So, when that comes out, we'll, we'll tell you where it is. It's, it's really, like… They did such a good job, he and Cameron, that it's sort of beyond what you would expect from a PBS doc yeah. in that way. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, there's great PBS docs, but when you think that there's going to be something about skateboarding in San Diego, that's so niche, and they killed it. I saw promos for it. I'm back. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, that it's sounds really good. exciting. We got a lot of old footage lately. I saw that you posted the stuff from Dude, Greg. That's stuff. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put together uh, both of those tapes and send them to all the all the players involved because there's insane footage of Christian, of uh, Jeff Phillips, yep. of Lance, of Cab, Steve Stedham. Steve Stedham. I mean, this is like, it was <laughs> Lee was it? Ralph. It was still Lee Ralph's, right? Probably Lee Ralph's last good ride he ever did is in that ramp ride. I couldn't find. So I finally watched, I finally watched it. I'd, I'd skimmed through a lot of it, but. Um, I was having a hard time finding your runs. Are your runs in there? I think so. Do you do like a super sketchy, fakey hangup? Uh, no. That's someone else. It's someone else. Um, yeah, I think I stole that I, out of hand plan. Oh, was like, no. Yeah, I know what it was. You did a backside air. Because I was like, is that else? Is that else? And you did backside air. I was like, oh, no, you did a frontside air. Okay. You did a frontside air. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's him. I that's think I was still air. so young that, uh, yeah, the frontside air looked like what I was going to yes. be, but everything else didn't. Yeah, that was it. It was, it was everything else was like, I don't know. That's not his style. I don't get it. And then <laughs> and your frontside air was like, that's it. I kind of had a shit style, know, right man. There. It's crazy how I kind of adjusted that shit. Because at first I was like, what's up with your fucking lobster head? Like your arms are too big or something. Yeah, I cleaned that there shit There was up. some kid that was your size. Yeah, that yeah, did yeah. the sketchiest fakie hangout. Yeah. The only reason I know that is because I breezed through it before I sent it to you and I was like, whoa, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> yeah. Why is he in there? But I, <laughs> the, the reason I was there, dude, my dad paid for that ticket to be in that contest and to know- so like, you, Did you have to qualify? No. No, that was- quali- Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, Otherwise, I wouldn't be in it. You serious? Qualify? I thought there would be like a pre-qualifier for locals. 16 like bucks that. is how you qualified. $16? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my dad paid $16 for me to be a- in that contest. And because I signed up late, I was in the fourth heat with you guys. And I was just like, fuck off. I don't give a fuck about my ride. Like, I was just like, oh my God, he's right there. Oh my God, so he's as right I saw, there. It was, it was me, Cab, Sergi, yeah. Lee Ralph? Yeah, he was in the last heat too, yeah. yeah. Grosso? I saw yeah. some runs of Grosso. Yeah, Grosso. Making fun of Christian for taking too long because of the wind. Christian, yeah. Christian, you know, it's, it doesn't, different eras, doesn't matter what era. This guy in a contest, Christian, so your ride's up next. Pink puts his tail over. Waiting for the wind. We're talking 20 minutes in the <laughs> middle of a contest. To the point where Grosso's like, ooh, and drops in and makes a joke about Christian dropping in. And then sure enough, he drops in and makes this like safety dance qualifying ride that is like, 
just as perfect just as enough. anybody can get in. Yeah. But safety nonetheless. So awesome. But the video of you and I next to each other, like I'm, my parents are filming and they think Sergi's Christian Asoy because they're not hardcore skateboarders. <laughs> so they're close enough. He was in his Asoy days for yeah, sure. Yeah, and he was wearing the same stuff as yeah. Christian. But I had that stupid flyway on and and a bunch of wrist guards and and I, you know, like looking at you and then you look my direction and I'm like looking away because I'm like, what am I going to do? Get eye contact with Tony Hawk? That ain't happening. <laughs> like, just so gnarly to see. You got video proof of We're going to have to, Christmas, we're gonna have to dude, pull those runs. I'm having a Christmas present on the fucking deck of the ramp in my, <laughs> and so somebody's awesome. filming. And so, I love that that's your memory of it because I feel like if, if I had been in that position, I would have just, I was in that position, in fact, and I was just like, I've got to, I gotta stay on. I gotta do. I gotta do things. Right, like, right. I, I, there was no way I was just like, "Holy shit, Eddie O'Gara and it's Eric Grisham and no, Dave Andrews." No, you were in. Woo! I think you looked and was like, "Fuck, they let anybody up here, huh? That's crazy. Good luck, kid. You know, like I, I no, I, mean, I wasn't. I, don't know. I wasn't. I'm, I'm saying if I was in your position, I, it, my attitude wasn't like that. My attitude was just like, "Oh, cool. There's local skaters yeah. in the event, which That's there a, should be." Yep. Yeah, I took that. I, I, I look. We were all. I thought it was like such a you were um like a sniper, like a like a shark, you know, like I so the way you skated and the way you won contests and the way you picked apart everybody else. I know you're not like that and you weren't thinking that, but to me, in awe of your abilities, I was like, this guy's just like just like this guy's I'll fucking burn that guy. This guy's <laughs> oh like because that's how I would have thought if I was as good as you. I, def well, I definitely had a strategy to my runs, but it wasn't like I was basing what I was going to do off of what everyone else was doing. No, I I know, but it was your your ability, like even the the uh, like whenever you did a hard trick, your nose would flare a little bit because you were straining to do the trick. But most of the time, you weren't. And I was like, he's just he's just fucking cruising around <laughs> doing this shit that none of us can do. This is insane. <laughs> him, him, you and Christian both were like on another level where I was like, this is, this is just freaky. It's not even like I want to beat you. Like there's all, everybody in, in skateboarding, I was like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you and I'm going to beat you. I don't want, I don't hate you. I don't, I'm not going to tell you this to your face, mm -hmm. but trust me, you're going down. It's only a matter of time. But to you and certain other people like Danny Ways and stuff, I'd just be like, man, it's just great. It's just great to be here in, in, <laughs> with you. You know, like I'm, I'm already gone in the competitive. I'm like, I'm no, I'm not going to beat you. I know I'm not. <laughs> I'm just happy that we're here. Like, hey, man, wow. What you're doing is wow. That's it. <laughs> That's I don't funny. care about winning anymore. You took my competitive will away from me. Like I was like, <laughs> this guy is so good that I'm just happy to be here. I'll tell you, my, when, when I was an amateur, I had to compete in the Gold Cup Series. And Gold Cup Series was absolutely the, the top competition series in 81, 80, 81. And I was, uh, <clears throat> I was on Dogtown and I had to practice with everyone else, like just in the ball with the gnarliest dudes. Yep. Um, and like those, those guys that I mentioned and, and even, um, even like Jay Adams and, wow. and, and, uh, sorry, I'm Steve Olson and Steve Alba and, uh, heavy dudes. Yeah. And Eddie Algera, who was my hero at the time, because I thought he was, he had all the tricks and I wanted to learn tricks. And so I skated this Marina event and I'm, I'm like trying to go into the channel, trying to snake my way in to get practice runs. And yeah. stuff. Like it was hard. Yeah. And, uh, Christian was there too. And then, um, 
I remember one run, I fell and I had a little bit of time left. So I ran back up the channel and then I dropped in. I did a rock to Fagy. This is on video too. <clears throat> I did a rock to Fagy and then I did a half cab to frontside rock. What people call it a windshield wiper. Like a oh, okay, yeah, 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 like yeah. a three sixty rock. Yeah, but you come back in front side, yeah. so you go like one way or the other, or the other, and that was that was a trick that I made up. I did it, I did it at Oasis in Del Mar, and it was just kind of like my little trick because I knew how to do front side rocks. Yeah, and I remember hearing some people cheer for it because I was I was only going this high, so a lot mm -hmm. of my run was just not impressive. Right, right. I had like backside ollies, I had thrusters, and little airs, little, little varials that were like not at the top. So not a lot of people were noticing my tricks, yeah. but I did that one. And I remember hearing kind of a, whoa, that was crazy. Yeah. And then there, Marina Del Rey had these little brown bowls that were probably four or five feet deep. Um, and after the after my event, I was skating by the brown bowl and I saw Eddie Algera trying my trick. In the brown ball. Oh my and I god! Flipped out. Did he see you? No. Oh, I saw him going oh. up like fake, and I was just like, "Is he?" Tr it, he god, instantaneously he's trying started trying it. Yeah, and for sure he had it. Like he could have learned it immediately. I, I learned frontside rocks watching him. I know, but he—that is, man. I that you don't want to fuck with me on that. That my ego would have just gone boom. I'd be like. Oh, I think that they, it stuff. just gave me, well, I was always, like I said, really insecure and, and I got made fun of a lot for my style because it was just so like robotic and I was into tricks, but that gave me a validation that I needed at the time. Oh, Because yeah. I didn't have, I didn't You're have Stacey Peralta. Right. Yeah, I didn't have Stacey Peralta. Tell him, like I, I didn't really have many advocates. Well, you're bringing up Stacey Peralta in a way that it's like, you think Stacey Peralta gave, like, Absolutely. I know you were going to get me on, When he put me on the Bones Brigade, like that was- that was a, a validation to on another level. So be, right before he said, "Hey, do you want to ride for us?" You were you had a a, a lot more low self esteem at that point. Yeah, I mean, were, I was I was scrappy. Like I, I wasn't afraid to try. Yeah. So I was you're going to all the one events. Of the better guys already, right? Uh, no, I didn't. Like I didn't make the finals for the amateur. I was an amateur yeah. Gold Cup series, so I was just skating the amateur event. And you didn't make the finals, and he sponsored you. It was, it was just, it was, it was like maybe six months later, almost a year later. Do you think he knew you were good before you did? I think he saw, he saw that I was never, he told me this, he saw that I was never satisfied with my performance. And so I was always going to do better, even if I did pretty well. He said, he, I was always walking out of the bowl angry. Yeah. And that's what he saw. He's like, I want that kid that is always going to have the fire. Fuck. So for sure, he saw that in me before I did. Yeah. And all I was trying to do was just prove myself all the time, just like do the thing. But anyway, that—that's what I, I'm just saying. Because when I saw when I saw Eddie try that, I was like, "Some someone's paying attention." Didn't the you one tell, guy I cared that pays attention at this point is paying attention? Didn't you tell SiriusXM that they should give me a radio show because I'd be I'd be I'd do good at at, at radio? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can zoom in on that right now, but. <laughs> This guy. So you but did, when we, you, when you, we Stacey Perelted me. You realize that? Well, when we did our show, so when we, the, the, the radio show started around the time when we were doing Gigantic Skate Park Tour. Yeah. At the end of it, kind of right. At the end of it, right. And um, they said, you know, what do you want the show to be? And I said, well, whatever it is, I want Jason Ellis to be my co-host because he is one of the funniest dudes I've ever met and can do radio. Well, can do, like you were doing announcing stuff. 
Like he's an right. MC. Right. So I was like, he he can he can talk on a mic. And he's one of the funniest dudes. And we connect with skateboarding. And I just think it'd be funny. So that was it. But I knew after maybe the first month or two of shows, I just knew that they were going to offer you a show. I mean, we were in the upstairs thing where we started that first yeah. show. And I remember talking. And I remember Steve and Will talking to each other in a way where I could tell it was about me. Yeah. It wasn't about you. But I, but I told him that in the, in the beginning. I, I just said, look, you know, Jason's... He, he's a big personality and you're probably going to want him to do his own thing. Well. And we did. I mean, for that- to, here we are. For that to work out that way and for that, that was, to- that, 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 I'm so glad I did that work and put in that, you know, some people, you're really just going to leave skateboarding and go to Hollywood? And I'm like, this is a giant, this is not a, this isn't a, a, a little opportunity. This is, you're talking about a guy that was like, man, I guess I have to skateboard and I'll ask somebody like, maybe Ken will let me, pack boxes in the warehouse. I'm not joking. That's really what I thought I was, would you let me do that? And if I prove myself, maybe you could let me be a team manager if I got sober or something. I don't know. That's as far as I could see my career going. And now I'm on this other trajectory where sky's the limit, you know? And everyone's like, whoa, check you out. You know, and then I obviously got my life a little more together. And so the old skateboard me that was a bit of a train wreck. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that, that counts for a lot too. I mean, we're 17 years on from that. Yeah, Sirius XM, but same. Like I, I, you know, got my priorities in order in the last whatever ten years or so, and and have had way more success. Right. Um. And so there you go. Get your shit. Get your, <laughs> get your shit in order. Yeah, and you can It'll tell help. too, because I could always tell. You know, I was like, you be, you know what, you'd be better if you got your shit together. And then one day it just sort of clicked where I was like, wait. You could be better, but you're not interested in taking that. Like, what right. are you talking about? Yeah, I, I Get, think it, be better. I, I think that I didn't. I wasn't doing it because I thought it'd be more successful business wise. I just wanted to have fun more. Yeah, you know, to really enjoy the ride instead of always being like, ah. You know, I will say I'm very fortunate to be successful in radio to get enough money to go. Well, that's not the problem. You know, I mean, I got enough. I thought if I was famous. And I had a lot of money that then I would be happy finally. Right. I would have achieved it all. And then I think at one Alice Mania where I was making a lot of money and everybody knew me and I was not happy. Yep. And I was like, okay, something else is up. And then I met other Benji Madden and Joel Madden who had a therapist that said changed his life. There's no way I would have fucking listened to anybody else. But I considered it. And then my wife now, Katie, was like, you know what? If you don't go... I'm probably out of here. And I was like, okay, now it's now it's on. And then th I'm glad she said that. Yeah, well, you, but also it's just more that you're afraid to face yourself. It's not, it's not. Wow. Even it's without, not because you're too strong. It's just because uh, you don't want to face the facts. Right. Because it is, it's hard. Uh, there was a good, you know, year of just like, wow. So let me get this straight. It's entirely my fault, everything. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was kind of like my you know, introductory to like, hey, man, you've made a lot of mistakes, but you can get past it. You can be a better person. It's not over, but you've got to recognize that you're a piece of shit a couple of times there. Like, and you still are trying to run that and you need to cut him out. Like, yeah, you've had a good run. You've got your excuses from your childhood. But at this point, it's now up to you. Know what I mean, you're an adult. You can, you know, what I mean, whatever my hangups are, fucking tend to them. You know, like if you're I mean, I, one of the one of the best things that the therapist said to me was, Look, we all come out of childhood damaged. 
<laughs> you yeah. know, no one, no one has a perfect run. Right. Yes, there is more trauma than others, but everyone's trying to sort that out. So it's it's on you. You can't keep yep. blaming that. Right. So everybody should probably have a talk to a therapist, not just the people that think sure. they've got a problem. Yes. Right. And it's a weird thing to <laughs> I know, think that weird. some people think that it's a weak thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that it's, it's yes. I just feel like life is so precious and it's so short. Like I have my, my 24-year-old brother died, like just being gone like that. And he was healthy. And it, it just tell, it told me like, you can't, I don't want to die without uh, uh, like uh, turning over all the rocks, all the stones. Like I want to see, I want to, what what potential do I have to be, you know, and it's all for good. I don't want to be like, yeah, in 10 years now, I want to be the most evil man alive. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I want to, I want to be like, how can I help people? And when I go, I mean, my last thoughts are like, well, fucking, I wasn't bad for uh, <laughs> right. being around. Like I was, yeah. I, I, made, I made my thing and hey, good, cool. That was awesome. Legacy. Yeah. Even, What's your legacy? Yeah. You know what? I don't want to be like, man, that guy was a good skateboarder, but what a dick. I'm right. like, come on, man. Because in the end, when you get older, you realize uh, you're amazing at skateboarding. But I don't fucking care. You know, like, Bucky's good. Jimmy Wilkins is insane. <laughs> I don't fucking care. You know I mean, like, he's a nice guy. That means more to me than yeah, yeah. how he skates. And when you get older, those things are more, you get wiser. Well, and, also, it, but that's another thing is if you're really good at something and your your approach is careless and you're a jerk, it doesn't matter. You like people don't want to work with you. People, you yep. you you just get buried, and your 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 skill level won't outshine that. Wow, right? Yeah, I mean, do you really believe what? that? Yeah, for sure. You think that some people get away with being super good at stuff and don't come down to earth with the rest of us? Like the big, what do you mean to get away with it? Like, do you think that um, Prince was like a people person before he passed away? No, I. <laughs> like he was an understanding man, or he wasn't. Do you think he was like he was kind of a dick to people? Like, was he not a dick to people? I got told if you looked at him in the eyes, you were fired. Wow. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's some to break them all. Then I don't know. I'm just saying, some people maybe don't come down to face it. Sure. Yeah, but but I feel like. Well, but then again, you could just say, you know, th there are certain things that, that afford you these opportunities. And it's like, you get all these opportunities because you're, you, you are known to be good to work with. Okay. Or the yeah, irreliable. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, someone like Prince, sure, he has such a gigantic fan base that he can not show up to an event and still get invited to another event. Yeah. I get that if you're, if you're on some atmospheric level of that. But, but if you're not and you don't show up, there, you won't get invited. And this is not, it, this is not, you're not worth the hassle. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe you're worth the hassle if you're Prince or Metallica right. or, you know, some Or Axl Rose in his prime where he used to purposely show up like three hours late or whatever. <laughs> I always used to think that was such a weird, like when they were Metallica and Guns N' Roses <laughs> on the same thing and he showed up four hours late and Metallica's shitting on Guns N' Roses. And I'm thinking, it's so your he starts around seven. We go on stage around nine. <laughs> I, I guess it's cool to look back on, but I don't. I, I, how do you win fans with that? Like I, I it's, but, it's but a, his but his legacy is is mixed for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was a big Guns N' Roses fan, but I, you know, that I I know all those stories, and it's like it's a bummer. Did you ever think that they were funny? They were amusing to know that he was doing stuff like that. 
I just thought that came with the territory. I, I wasn't uh, really, what, what did I know? I grew up with the you know, Kiss and Rolling Stones and the excess. And it was just like, yeah, whatever. Can you try People and get him to interview? Stage. What's that? Can you get him to interview? He'd be great on here. <laughs> Is that what we're going for? Yeah. Axel Actually, Rose. I want to know. I want to know what you guys, who you guys would want to see That's on the fair. show. Yeah. Because I, I can probably pull some connections. If they're, if they're, I can at least put the request in and it get to the person probably. So, everybody, let us know what anybody, yeah, fighter, actor, skateboarder, everybody, surfer. What is the guy that you, girl, anybody that you want us to see? Yeah, we need some sort of voting yeah. mechanism. Oh, what about that ape that does sign language? That would be awesome. Like, get it. <laughs> yes, that that changes the dynamic. A bit. I like Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, that's cool. He's like, uh, banana Tony Hawk. And you're like, what do you mean? And then she's like, you got to give we him a banana. With that. We skated with that orangutan. More, more, more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you skated with an orangutan. Yeah, at Bob's house. Did he ask for a banana? No, but he got pissed if you got ahead of him. He would jump off the board and come after you. It was if you scary. skated ahead of him? Yeah. Like it was a race. He, oh, wow. He's like an impatient driver on the freeway. Yeah, I guess. That will want to rip your face off. Wait, he got violent? No, but I mean, he would. He would get pissed. the guy. Always had him on a leash. So, but because but it was, he was going to attack you. Well, he just he's. I don't just, like that monkey, I man. He, <laughs> like we came here to skate. He's unpredictable. Let's put it that hey. way. He but he can skate. So yeah, it's cool. Um, I was going to tell you something. I had a that was all heavy stuff, but I have a funny story. Oh, we went to New York. Yeah, my wife and I went to New York. Last week. Oh, and, recent. This is a new one. Yeah. Juicy. Pretty sick. Yeah. And uh, we tried. I I always get blamed. I always, I always get blamed. I am guilty for always kind of making too many plans. Or that we're going to see this. We're going to do this and this and this. So I was just like, all right, no plans. The only plans we had was to go see uh, Neil Brennan's show, which I told you about. He yep. used to be yep. Dave Chappelle's writing partner. Um, Neil Brennan. Unacceptable. It's still going through November. Go see it. It's really good. It's, he's really funny. And uh, and dinner plans. That was it, right? So and we, Andrew Schultz. That was not in the, in the plan. Oh, that one. See, I had to, exactly. That one I had to spring on her. <laughs> Edgy stuff. So there's a. There's it's a, so sketchy to just bring up. Like, there's a. There's a <laughs> you're too big now. It's like, oh, Andrew Schultz. And she'd be like, "Who the fuck is Andrew Schultz? He's a big comedian." Well, she knew that she knew that he and I had been trying to connect. But anyway, does she know his show? No, or his stand up. She's seen his Instagram. He's a fucking genius, that guy. He's super funny. Uh, so, spoiler alert, I did Andrew Schultz podcast. Did you mention the Hulk versus Bull? Of course. We're gonna be we're gonna get so many likings. Maybe describes. people are coming to this show from seeing that. If you're just seeing Andrew Schultz and now you're here, are you not entertained? Welcome. Back so, to you, Andrew Schultz. All right. So so after Neil Brennan, we met him after the show. It's like I don't know. It's it's like nine o'clock ish, and talked to him for a little bit, and then that was it. That was the only plan we had. We're we're going back to our hotel, and he texted me and uh, <laughs> too many people. Neil Brennan texted me, and he's like, "Hey, do you want to go see Saturday Night Live?" And I was and I wait, thought, that "Wait, not- it's Saturday night." Yeah. yeah. And then I'm thinking, "Oh yeah, it's at eleven thirty. and uh, I was like, "Yeah," and he goes, "Really?" I said. What do you mean, really? Why would you throw that out there? Of course yeah. I want to go see Saturday Night. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been to a taping. Yeah. 
And he goes, okay, well, I was working there for a little bit and I know some people. Let me let me see what I can do. Wait, so he kind of said it without- it was, I didn't with, really, yeah. Didn't it was, think you were going to bite on it? I, exactly. Was I didn't that know just what, a name dropping? I don't know. It was right weird. Hey, uh, fucking uh, Elvis Presley. You ever heard of him? Yeah. <laughs> he does a funny part in the show where he talks about this party he went to and, and he goes, look, it was A-listers like, Leonardo DiCaprio was there and I'm going to mention him. It's impossible. <laughs> Who else trumps him? No, I mean, that was his joke. But, yeah, okay, right. Um, but anyway, so 10 minutes later, I get a text from this producer at SNL like, hey, if you just show up between this and this, the, get in this line, and that's the audience line. And it was like, we have tickets to sign it live. And, and then, but, but the timing was such that we would have had to go straight there. And, and we weren't really like, we had to go change. And so we rushed the hotel and got there, got the very last people in line and, and you saw it? Yeah, we went to the SNL taping. Is it fun? It was super fun to see it live. Yeah. yeah. It was really cool. It's, it, I mean, you see it obviously at home and you know, it's an hour and a half and not all the skits are great, but there's usually a couple that are super funny. Yeah. I love Weekend Update too. Yeah. Um, you know, Michael J, Colin Jost. But How fast does it all go? Is it, it-, it is all, it's, it's wild. The stage area is, is pretty small. There's there's three sort of areas that would could be considered stages. But yeah. One is the bands, so they're always there for the most part. Yeah. And then there's one that's the host stage. But then there's all these crazy pieces, wardrobe, decoration, set stuff that they just as soon as they're off, they're getting pushed into place. They're getting they're getting connected. So there's tons of people working on tons it. of people, and they're like they're like a well oiled machine. Yeah. It's unreal to watch. Huh. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was it's really like cool. Some New York shit, right there. And then Jason Sudeikis was the was the host, who yeah. I'm a big fan of, who was in the Birdhouse video, um, who is Ted Lasso, who I'm going as Ted Lasso for Halloween. I'm I think this will probably making sense. This now. will air after Halloween, so I already had that in mind. Um, and then we're sitting next to his family, so it was like super cool. My wife wants me to go because uh, we're going to see Glenn Danzig sing Elvis songs. My wife wants me to go as Glenn Danzig. Uh, when he took that photo, that photo, somebody took a photo of him with kitty litter. He had a bag of kitty litter. <laughs> what? Apparently, that's like a famous photo. Of- was he just shopping? Yeah, he was like leaving a supermarket <laughs> and he had a bag of kitty litter. And that's like a viral f- thing for, for dancing fans. I don't know. I'm less into it as I used to be. My wife's like, if you go as dancing, with the kitty litter. Oh, but you're going to see Danzig yeah. on Halloween. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, wow. He will be so pissed. If yeah, I was going to say, you. I don't think that's going to go over well. Yeah. And I was like, You think that's like appropriate to be like he's singing for an hour and a half while I sit there holding a bag of kitty litter dressed as Glenn Danzig? I don't want to piss the guy off. Gonna, I don't think you're going to last the whole show doing that. He'll kick me out, right? I feel like, yeah, I do feel like you get kicked out. Yeah, I don't want to get kicked out. <laughs> I just told you I'm not but that kind of guy anymore. the next viral meme is, is the dude with the kitty litter as Danzig getting kicked out of the Danzig show. Katie's it's like, I want to- very meta. Katie's like, I want to go as the guy that knocked him out. I'm like, what are we doing? We like Glenn Danzig. What, we're just going to be like, Bruh! Yeah, you're the hecklers. Yeah, I'm like, I want to go and enjoy it. <laughs> I've been listening to his. He got an album of Elvis songs. It's already. It's already an. And that's album. what he's doing, right? He's performing yeah. Elvis songs. And he, it's cool. He's got his own band, so it's not as old waltzy kind of music, but it's him singing covers. I can't see how it could go wrong. I really can't. 
unless you unless maybe. you go to make fun of him. Yeah, which I, <laughs> I almost thought about it, but I'm like, wait a minute. What if he actually sees me and he's like, fuck you. I'm like, man, that's not what I came here to do. I'm a huge fan. Do you fan. think other people go in costumes? I feel like for Halloween? To the dancing show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they would, right? Maybe it's just like a lot of, do you get extra gothy? Does that count? Right. Like if I just put extra goth shit on more than I used to yesterday? Go as the 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 Sam Hain goat. Oh, they, they won't let That'd you win, but that is that. And not to mention like the person that's behind me. How happy is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where they've just like like the three people behind me cool. just have <laughs> Sam Sam Hain <laughs> yeah. horns in their face. Every now and then I turn around and just smack some <laughs> asshole in the head with a fucking bone hat. <laughs> oh my bad, everybody. Glenn. Are you as, he's, as he's singing Love Me Tender. Yeah, yeah I'm rocking out to Love Me. <laughs> love Me Tender. Woo! Come on. Yeah. Yeah. If I do that a couple of times just to get everybody going. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. It's dancing. Get with it. All right. Wake up. Look for those viral photos of, uh, oh, <laughs> of Jason at the yeah, dancing yeah. show yeah. taking people out. Yeah. You go do successful podcasts with Andrew Schultz and. I'll piss off Glenn Danzig and get the Hawk versus Wolf out there my own way. Oh, that's how that came about is he saw that I was in New York and hit me up because he was doing a show in Miami. And the last time I was in Miami, he said, hey, next time you go to Miami, hit me up. And yeah. I hit him up. And he goes, oh, I moved to New York. Yeah, he moved back. Yeah. And then I I had forgotten about that. So then when I was there, he said, hey, come come to the podcast. I How's their show and studio look? Is it cool? Yes, it's very professional. I'm very, I'm just, I feel like those guys are the most pro guys out of all the podcast the, yeah, guys. It's, um, doesn't look like this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look. They have, they have a, a board operator. They have, everyone, someone is behind each camera. Look, we should just get, let's just give people back behind the scenes. Look at what we're doing here. Are you going to move the camera? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay, everybody. This is, this is the scene. Here we are. <laughs> Man, all of my all of my mail. Yeah, there's a snowboard there. Yeah. And then people are showing up steering me. So I'm gonna get out there. That's the ramp. That's, That's where the magic happens. And then Not the in here. That I never turn on. I should turn on. You should. It'd be cool in the background if it was on. Oh look, who's that? Rick Thorne. Rick Thorne's Rick here. Thorne is on the podcast right now. Yeah, He's Rick Thorne. So hyped. You made it. Wish we could get a, a, a him to say something back to us. But yeah, that's Rick Thorne, everybody, out on the ramp. Oh, now Tony's going hot. Oh, we're going to get him to actually say shit. We're going to get a reaction. Is that Bucky? I'm so cool. Rick Thorne waved. And uh, they're saying, come out. They're telling us to come out. Is that on the end, though? It's Bucky Lassick. Oh, and Chris Quist. There you go. They're on the podcast. All right, we're going. We got to go. Okay. We got to go skate. Sometimes we do podcasts and sometimes we skate. And when everybody's skating, I just want to say how happy I am to not be working at Satellite. My life, <laughs> like we're going to do some shows and then we're going to skate with my friends. That's my job. This is my fucking job. Thank you for Thank letting you. me go. This is so excellent. I'm going to say I had a, I had a good run at SiriusXM. I had fun, but I'm having more fun here. Yeah. No offense. That's it. No offense. Like and describe. Like and describe. Bye. Go, Shorty. Do I look older? Uh, not yet, but 
The night is young. Oh, hello. Are you taking a picture? Or oh, filming? Oh. oh, say happy birthday? To who? Jason Ellis? Yeah. Oh, man, that's the last thing you needed. It was another birthday. What are we at? 60, 70? Well, what's, he, what's his age? 50. This is 50? You know he's foreign, right? You know he's, he's not foreign, right? that old. What? Jason Ellis, you scumbag. We love you, dude. 50 years. Who would have ever thought? But we're here, and we love you. Happy birthday, Jason. Happy 50th, you old man. Happy birthday. What up? Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Ellis. Hell yeah. 50, you made it. Yeah! Five forty and fifty it is. Birthday, Jason. Fifty. Never thought you'd make it. <laughs>